you are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Brewers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ben Larson. Find me on Twitter at Locked On Brewers, the show Twitter handle, and also at Cheesehead Talks with an S at the end. That's my personal Twitter handle. Facebook.com slash Locked On Brewers is where you go to find me on the Facebook. And uh, it is, we're settling in, right? Settling into a, a kind of a long delay here, uh, a long period of time where we, we just don't know what's going to happen. We don't know the timeline. We do know, I think, that the timeline is getting stretched out. It's certainly not two weeks of a delay. It's certainly looking like at least mid-May, almost at least Memorial Day weekend, and more than likely, we could stretch this puppy out to the 4th of July. And again, who knows at, at this point, you know, just depending on how bad this coronavirus gets, uh, how, how many hospitalizations happen, how everything reacts over the course of the next several weeks and even months when baseball will come back it's just it's just so hard to predict uh that it's it's not worthwhile but the possibility again because we saw over the weekend and yesterday we saw that that teams are sending players home some can stay at their facilities you know at their spring training sites some can stay in their in their uh, team's city others go home to their original home sounds like from the reporting that I saw, the Brewers are doing about a third of each. Uh, that some players are staying around and working in Arizona. Some, of course, going to their own homes. Some going to Milwaukee. Same thing with coaches being split between Arizona and Milwaukee. So, you know, that's going to be interesting. We talked before about you know how do you how do you plan to stretch your starting pitchers out? How do you have a, a spring training or a summer training? I guess is what it might be by the time. You know, the season gets going. Tom Hodricourt of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel has been tweeting out some things and interesting little tidbits. I mean, his idea was that maybe you'd have a, a two- to three-week training period, but it would be in your own home city. I kind of thought the same thing. Maybe the Brewers could play some exhibitions against the White Sox or even the Cubs or whoever, you know, regionally, the Tigers, you know, it's maybe some teams they don't normally see in Arizona. Uh, you could you could have that happening. You just... The, Total uh, ideas here. Total pulling them out of thin air and and just trying to kind of surmise what may or may not happen here as, as far as uh, this whole thing is concerned. I think all the, the pro sports leagues, even the college sports, are trying to do that right now as, you know, the spring sports have all been canceled at the collegiate level. We don't know where the NBA is going to end up, uh, how, they will, how, will, how they will do this. I mean, what if it is mid-June before you're allowed to have crowds do some of these sports leagues decide that if the younger population is is maybe a little more healthy and and gotten through this and not as much at risk do you go ahead with the idea to play without crowds you know i think i think you could get away with it at 
at the baseball level because, yes, the crowd is important, but it's not nearly, especially during the regular season, the factor that that it might be, you know, in some of these NBA games, for instance. Uh, certainly, of course, the NCAA tournament, which will not be played at any time, but it'd be much stranger not to have a crowd, I think, at an NBA game, particularly toward the playoffs here, than it might be at a baseball game. So all these things, you know, are going to be talked about. Owners are going to get antsy. I mean, you know, there's no question about it. They're losing a ton of money. They're doing the right thing by keeping all this perspective and, and you know, valuing the lives of everyday citizens in this country, respecting the rules and the recommendations put forth by local and state governments. I'm not going to say much about the federal government at this point because I'm a little pissed off about the federal government. But anyway, that's the point, right? And their reaction to this, I would imagine a lot of people are. But, uh, you know, you're, you're seeing some people step up who know about this and are, are giving some real proper advice. And, and again, the sports leagues got this expert advice because millions and billions of dollars, millions and billions of dollars are at stake. That's my best Bernie Sanders. But they're at stake right here, right? And so that's what they're going to have to be concerned about. And so they've made these decisions. I just think I'm, I'm starting to become more and more fascinated from a Brewer perspective and a baseball perspective as to what is going to happen here. Uh, you know, what? how is this going to affect things? You know, we saw the last time we saw a shortened season, uh, if I'm if I'm correct on this, and I think I am, unless, no, you wouldn't count 9-11 because they made up those games. Uh, and that was just a week, obviously. The 95 season, when it opened late and they played, to my recollection here, and I probably should have looked this up, but what the heck, uh, 144 games is my recollection of what they played in, in 1995. So you're, you're missing 18 games off the schedule there. Uh, this could be 100 games, 110, maybe less than 100 uh, which is, I, you know, as you know my opinion on this. Again, if you listen to this podcast, I would love that. <laughs> I mean, I would love that. First of all, I'd be very excited for baseball to come back when it comes back because it, it's a long time between now and and then if it's shortened that much. If we're talking about even, you know, the 4th of July weekend is kind of what was is another benchmark that they're talking about. I don't even know if you can get 100 games in between the 4th of July and, uh, you know, the end of the regular season, end of September, which means they might push it into... October and then November, which I still don't think is a good idea. I think you play the season out and it ends in the last week of October like it always would. That's still way too long. It's still way too late in the year, especially up here in this northern climate. But whatever. I guess I'll save that rant for another day or year or whatever. Point is, I don't think you should go and you know into November or well into November. I just don't think it works. I think you got to end the season when the season should end and play a shortened season accordingly. And if that means 100 games, 90 games, 110 games, that's what it means. And again, I would love it. I would absolutely love it. And I'm, I was trying to think about what that would mean and how that would change things for the Brewers. And I thought it was interesting, uh, you know, just, just to kind of think through that, particularly the way the Brewers play baseball. You know, you have all these arms that you're trying to use in the bullpen. You have the starting pitchers trying to get you through five innings and the roster manipulation that Craig Council has. You know, would you still have, for instance, let's say you start, let's say you can get 100 games in, let's just, let's call it even at 100 games, and you still have essentially September call-ups, right? Maybe they'd shorten it a little bit, but let, let's just say they have September call-ups uh, where you have roster expansion. And this year, again, keep in mind, of course, it's not nearly what it was in years past. They drastically reduced the number of roster players that you can have, but you know, it's 28. 
So you can have the expanded roster then. I still think it's advantage Brewers when you can do that because I still think giving Craig Council more to fiddle with and play with and David Stearns more to do that type of manipulation with, advantage Brewers. In fact, I think they looked at the last two Septembers and said, wow, what an advantage for the Brewers during these months. And and they got a bunch of versatility on the roster anyway, just because I thought, well, maybe that's how we win. We have a ton more versatility and we have a bunch more tinkering that can be done. And we use the whole 40-man roster and options and get guys up and down. How many players did they acquire with options? The answer is tons. And they're always doing that. So anyway, you give them a bigger percentage of the season with more roster flexibility, even though it's not what it was, advantage Brewers. And in this NL Central division where, you know, anything can happen in a 162-game season, you really have four teams that, that have a chance here as we look at it as we sit here today. You know, maybe a 100-game season, there is a greater chance, of course, for a fluke team to maintain, uh, you know, a contention type of schedule where they're they're right in it. You, for example, Pittsburgh last year, half game back at the All-Star break of St. Louis, they finished 22 out. They collapsed because they're not that good, but they had a, a great three months uh, for them. That kind of thing can happen. That kind of thing could be the whole season then. You know, where you play 90 to 100 games. That could be the whole season. So that'd be pretty interesting in, in any division in baseball to see happen. But especially in the Central, where, again, you'll have these teams probably beating up on each other. And they're very similar in talent and quality and kind of what we're expecting to see. So I just think, you know, it could, it could lead to a really fun and exciting 100-game schedule. And I don't know what, what the plans would be for any type of balanced play uh, division opponents. I would find it hard to imagine that they could do a lot of shuffling with the schedule. I think you'd probably just pick up the schedule where it might be uh, in, in around July 1st. You know, maybe, maybe not. Maybe you try to get all the division games played that, that you want to get played. And it might not be 18 or 19 uh, oppo- you know, times facing an opponent. It might be an agreed-upon number that's less, and you, you shuffle your schedule around accordingly. Uh, which there'll be a lot of scrambling in the baseball office. But, you know, I'd imagine your division games would be the most important to maintain the integrity, uh, you know, finding those division champions. But, you know, in that type of schedule, the Brewers aren't going to play teams from the West and East as many times, right? And and it's probably not going to be even either because it's an impossible task to try and, and reset these schedules that were set last year and try and get all these games in and in the right proportion amount. It's just not going to happen, I don't think. So th- those are some things I think that could be very interesting. And I think, you know, playing each divisional opponent the same amount of times would be ideal. Don't know if it's going to happen. Maybe you don't do it at all. You just pick up the schedule as it is, you know, on July 1st. Although that could mean teams don't play the same amount of games either. So something's going to have to give there. Uh, but just all these things you have to think about. I want to come back and talk more about that because Bobby Nightingale, who I don't think is the same person as Bob Nightingale, <laughs> Could be his son. I don't even know. Maybe I should look that up. But again, who cares? Point is, uh, he wrote a good article for the Cincinnati Inquirer about some of these things that Major League Baseball has to consider. There's a lot to consider here as the season gets dramatically shortened, uh, and and there's a lot of money at stake and a lot of a lot of less gate and TV revenue. So how does that affect salaries, for instance? You know, what do you do as it relates to some of these rules in this adjusted season? And overall, is it going to mean as much to the fans if you play a 100-game season and you crown a champion, 
Is there an asterisk? You know, I don't think Major League Baseball would put an asterisk. I said asterisk. Asterisk. <laughs> Can't pronounce the word. I don't think they'd put an asterisk uh, in the history books, but might fans do that? Might you consider, you know, this season to be along the lines of the career of Barry Bonds, especially post, you know, in mid-90s as it relates to steroids or Mark McGuire and 70 home runs or Barry Bonds in 73? You know, do you do that kind of thing? Because, well, it wasn't a true test the way the other teams had to play 162 games. Or or do you give them just as much credit for winning a World Series? I, no, I can't answer that right now. Nobody can, but I think that'd be interesting. To me, I... I just love the intrigue even more of a shortened season. But you know how I feel about that. Anyway, we'll talk more about that next. You're locked on Brewers. Do you hate stepping on the scale? Maybe it's because you haven't met the right one. A company called Withings produced the world's first smart scale, and they are still the best. In fact, Tom's Guide rated Withings Body Plus the best overall smart scale in 2020. If you're looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. Withings smart scales are known for durability and exceptional user-friendly design. Step-on and data from every weigh-in syncs automatically to the free app for iOS and Android via Wi-Fi for Bluetooth. So here's the deal. You can get 25% off a Withings Body Plus right now at withings.com for a very limited time. Go to withings.com, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com backslash MLB to get 25% off body plus body composition scale. That's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com backslash MLB to get 25% off body plus body composition scale. All right, we were talking about, of course, the schedule and the adjustments and what uh, teams are going through. And a really interesting article, I thought, from the Cincinnati Inquirer uh, that was written by Bobby Nightingale. Uh, and he talked about some of the things, just some ideas that, that are going to be tossed out there uh, that, you know, the season's going to have more drama. We, we talked about that a little bit already. But you talk about a salary standpoint. I think it's pretty interesting because, you know, there's a lot of these players, of course, scheduled to make for the Brewers uh, several million dollars. Lorenzo Cain, Christian Yelich still, you know, making good money, not what he's going to make, but good money. Uh, Ryan Braun uh, in the final, you know, team uh, required a year of the deal. Brewers have an option for next year. Is uh, up near twenty million dollars. So certainly some big hits to Mark Adonacio's paycheck, and we know how much the Brewers depend on their revenue from Miller Park. Which, of course, if they lose thirty home games, uh, is going to really hurt a lot. So what what is the going to be the negotiation there as far as the players and you know, management's concerned? I think it's pretty interesting, and maybe there's already some set rules in there that that you know in the collective bargaining agreement that had been put in place for something such as this i don't know you just never know what you know people are prepared for in in you know these big contracts between players and owners but it's going to hurt the brewers and so do you have a situation where they're able to pay prorated salaries uh i don't know the answer to that i think it's you know that's going to be one of the issues that comes up especially if we're delayed all the way in and through june here it's going to be very interesting uh, you know, he threw out, Bobby Nightingale said the team should start the season with 30-man rosters to get everybody synced up. Maybe do it for uh, two or three weeks to ramp up so that pitchers can build up their arm strength for the start of the season. Again, I would say if that's the scenario, advantage Brewers, right? Because that's what they'd love to have, to use even more arms, uh, because that's that's one of their advantages. And so, again, in a shortened season where you could spend the first three weeks of the season having that advantage... You know, advantage Craig Council. I mean, I'd love to see it just to to see what kind of a jump the Brewers could get on the uh, on the division. So I just thought if you want to check it out at, at uh, 
Cincinnati.com. Bobby Nightingale has some thoughts. These are the types of things you're going to have to start thinking about uh, for the Brewers and, and for all of Major League Baseball. Because, you know, it is going to start to affect things as uh, as we roll along here and kind of see how teams are going to handle all of these issues coming up. So we'll talk more about it here as the week rolls along. Going to continue to, to provide you your fix here with Brewers Baseball, even though it might be a long, long fix till we see Brewers Baseball again uh, as, as all this plays out. Uh, also, we will uh, we'll look to do a couple other things with this podcast uh, looked at look at some historical things for the Brewers. It's it's fun to reminisce. Take a trip down the memory lane here. We'll we'll talk about the best Brewers of all time. We'll talk about the best seasons of all time. I think that can be an interesting set of podcasts as we look at it, you know really examining what are the best seasons. The Brewers have been around for fifty years. You know what are we looking at? Because uh, there's really only a handful that you could pick out. It's not the Yankees here, you know, where you have to debate among which is the best uh, of your 26 world championships. With the Brewers, it's, you know, no no World Series titles. So is 82 just automatically the best season? Probably. But then what's next? I think that's that's interesting because you have a few to choose from. So anyway, we'll talk about that. Uh, also try and get some good guests for you. Maybe talk to some people who don't have anything to do. And so they have nothing better to do than to hop on and talk Brewers because so, they're kind of bored right now. So we'll look and explore all those avenues as well as the podcast rolls along. So uh, Brewers are not playing, but but we're still here for you on Lockdown Brewers. So again, uh, thanks for joining. And we'll, uh, we'll keep it going here as this long wait continues and maybe you're quarantined uh, maybe you don't have much to do because you're working from home and you need a podcast so i'll try to be here for you as much as i can uh you can always find us on the major podcast platform spotify stitcher himalaya also apple and google on twitter at cheesehead talks with an s at lockdown brewers as well and of course facebook.com slash lockdown brewers where you can always uh, check out the work as well of the lockdown brewers podcast i'm ben larson thanks for listening check out lockdown mlb they're doing their divisional preview uh, days here over the, uh, the this week and I think on Monday as well or they're cramming them into six podcasts for the six MLB divisions but a preview with every division in Major League Baseball a wrap up uh, they're moving ahead with that this week so it's, it's going right now if you want to subscribe to Locked On MLB and of course any Locked On podcast around the entire network still going strong even without any sports it's a big challenge but we're up to it so thanks again we'll talk to you soon Give you your Brewers fix right here on Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.